0: Welcome to the Manager Tools podcast for Monday, May 1st, 2006. Hi, this is Michael Ozan, and welcome to Manager Tools. For long-time listeners, thanks. For those of you who are new, Welcome. We hope you find this information beneficial to your management development and you join the growing family here. We've received several questions by email and on the website requesting how to handle input about your team from other people in the organization. This cast, and what to do with feedback from others, seems perfectly timed. We knew we'd get questions like these, and they're pretty normal, but we sure didn't expect to have this good of timing. While there will always be those who share information with you that isn't necessarily intended to truly help your organization, we believe that the vast majority is well-intended. And yet, so often it is delivered clumsily and or is unactionable. This cast will help you receive it well and then help you to action it. You can't expect others to give you readily packaged feedback, but you don't dare just pass on what they say. How do you do that? Well, have a listen. So, so what about getting feedback about, about your directs from other people in the organization?
1: Yeah, we've actually had some, some questions about that. I've actually, I think I've kind of ruffled some feathers or uh, not, maybe not ruffled feathers, but I, but there have oh, been I don't some... know.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you definitely have ruffled feathers recently, whether or not oh. <laughs> on this particular topic or not is the question. Mike, are you saying that I'm a feather ruffler? You are. A... Uh, well, I, I am. I, 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 th- I, I think I
1: am. I, I, um, I feel strongly about some things and I'm willing to stand my ground. So yeah, sometimes I ruffle feathers. Um, sometimes it's effective. Sometimes it's not just like everybody else.
0: Some Some things we're good at, and some things we are not um yeah, well we 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 set out to record this podcast uh about two hours ago, and <laughs> you ruffle my feathers and so <laughs> I would have started two hours later. Well, don't feel like the lone ranger
1: sure. <laughs> um he, here's um I I think that a couple of times people have said mark you're not suggesting that you accept what somebody says to you when they come to you with an open door or whatever down you know from from one of your directs or whatever however the or the, the feedback comes to you you're not suggesting you accept at face value the feedback that somebody gives you and 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 I, I feel bad because the answer is no I never accept at face value whatever is given to me but on the other hand we could spend hours talking about the subtleties of of why I would choose to believe x or y about a particular one of my directs or somebody who reports to one of my directs um, The issue I believe more powerful for managerial behavior is okay when you have decided that there is some validity that there is some traction that there's some there there's a better result to be achieved by accepting the feedback and by or accepting the information let's call it information and then acting on it um. I think it's it's um we need to know how to do that we need to know how to take information and turn it into feedback that that improves things and w- what's happened I think Mike, is in the last twenty years or so as organizations have gotten flatter um it, the hierarchy is not always clear, and and you and I have talked about this where people feel like they report to multiple bosses, even though they know that only one of them actually write, writes in their annual review. It just seems
0: like everybody can kill a project in certain situations oh um, yeah i mean the the workplace is much more complex than it used to be, yeah, individuals have multiple responsibilities, not just a a single responsibility on a production line somewhere um, and the interdependencies amongst organizations are. Are huge, yeah. That, um, so it's inevitable that you're going to start yeah. to. That's the word I was looking for:
1: interdependencies. I think you know, I I I, re, I don't report to you, but I'm responsible to you on Project X, and I'm, by the same token, you're responsible to me on Project Y, um, and that creates some interesting interesting dynamics that probably weren't true thirty or forty years ago in the more hierarchical structure that we used to have. Now, w- you and I both like fair the the whole. Um, flat fast and flexible organizational ideal right i mean we we generally believe in that less layers is better all things being equal which they never are but what what it means is there's a huge increase in situations where lack of a lack of clarity that interdependence creates a lack of clarity and a lack of clear authority means that balls get dropped because people don't know who's really responsible um And so, at some level, one organization is going to have to tell another organization or individuals therein um, that it messed up somehow or that there's a lack of of, uh, effectiveness. So, look, Mike, what this usually looks like is that some manager from another department uh, or or perhaps a team member uh, from another department brings information to me in my role as a manager for somebody who reports me. Let's call him Roland, okay? Um, It's really not feedback yet. It's just information brings it to me. And, and and the idea is, is that there's something going on and wants to give it to me because I'm supposed to pass it on to one of my directs. Um, I ideally, you know, Joe who works for you or you yourself will go talk to Roland and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get in your way. I'd say, look, if you have an issue with Roland, go sit down and talk to Roland. Um, that that's uh, one less person involved in the process.
0: Um, now, let me let me interrupt him. Sure, go uh, ahead. Because I just want to make make sure we're talking about the same thing here. Um, what if, what if somebody comes to you and and wants to give you not necessarily feedback about Roland himself, but about the the organizational processes or the organization's inability, from that person's perspective, to deliver, for example, the project on time on a consistent basis? Where it's it's less about Roland and more about the organization as yeah a in other words my organization different?
1: you're you're you're, you're the, the scenario that you're painting is you're my customer or closely related to my customer in some fashion or a consumer of data that I provide or something and and we're not meeting whatever the, the standards or the specs or we're not doing what you believe I you think I should be doing
0: right and they'd say and they they bring it up in the context of Roland's part in producing that overall result yeah, okay. So it's really not about Roland.
1: Right. Um, I, I, I think it's a great point. Um, this, this cast, we're really specifically talking about getting feedback to one of your individuals. So that's what we're addressing. So, what I would do if you came to me and said, hey, look, you know, Roland's kind of your point guy on this, and we're always late. And you, you guys are always late, and uh, you know I get some issues with Roland in terms of some of the stuff he's been doing. And I, I would probably say something along the lines of, "Look, this is great. I'm I'm happy to talk to you. You know, I have a responsibility to do this stuff for you, and Roland has a responsibility to be a- effective and helpful for you. Let, let's 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 do this. Let's separate the two conversations. It sounds like you've got some organizational feedback for me. Happy to hear it." And we need to talk about Roland too um and probably you know m- m- my bias would be let's talk about the organizational one first um because quite frankly in, in my experience if the organizational results get better people are much more tolerant of individuals individual idiosyncrasies if we conti- you know if we're achieving everything you want us to achieve i would not say well before we talk about the bigger organizational issue let's get the feedback clear on roland cuz i think that just puts the cart before the horse yeah, um, yeah. or or more not not cart before the horse it just says let's talk about the second most important thing in the room today no if i'm not doing my job for you then then that's more organizational feedback and i've got to say to you okay look we, we you know we thought we were Apparently our process is not doing what you need to do. Let us take a look at the process and give me some time and I'll get back to you and say, Hey, look, here's where we're falling down. Here's where I think I can take some time out of the system or improve the quality or whatever the case might be. And that's probably a project for me to lead with my team. Um, and then, and then once, you know, once I agree that on you and I agree on what the next steps might be in that situation, then I'd say, okay, good. That's helpful. And now let's go back. And you said you had some feedback for Roland. I want to hear that. And I want to be able to, you know, um, I want to be able to action that with Roland because I want you guys to feel good about the service we give you in all ways.
0: Okay. Well, that, that helps. Okay. So we're going to talk about feedback for Roland, yeah, not the organizational. Yeah. And, and a
1: small point on this, um, I think that the, the point that you're making is very valid and hopefully people will recognize that as they go further in their career, they'll get less individualistic feedback about Roland and more organizational feedback because people at more senior levels generally tend to be more effective and and at the same time um you know if mike ozan works for me i'm rarely going to be told by other people that they don't like mike or they have feedback for him on the other hand at the same time most executives are a lot less comfortable giving detailed feedback about somebody else they say hey look horseman's really good ozan works for him i'm not going to tell horseman how bad ozan is or horseman's responsible for horseman's organization and if ozan's not that great okay fine but but i will talk to horseman about stuff that his team is not doing because my team is going to be affected by that so as you progress in your career directorship executive director vp assistant vp whatever the case might be whatever the titles are in your company you'll see less and less of the individualistic feedback and much more of the organizational feedback so i'm glad you brought that up because if you're an executive vice president and you're listening you're you you may very well be thinking no i don't i don't get this kind of feedback well we're also podcasting for frontline managers and, and senior managers and directors who do get this kind of feedback, which is more specific, more speci- more detailed, more personal, more individualistic. Good. Okay. I think, I, I hope that will help. Okay, good. Okay. So, so we've got a situation. H- here is, is somebody in my cube telling me that he wants to share something with me about Roland, one of my directs. And the question is, okay, what do I do? And in the true tradition of manager tools... We're about to tell you exactly what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ten steps. Yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. It, well, actually, it, a handshake breaks down easily into ten steps. This takes thirty-one.
0: Wow. Well, wow.
1: yeah, it, it should. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> we actually have a five and a half step process, and really, I mean, there's steps. We're trying to be as specific as possible, but but when we lay out the steps, it's going to be pretty easy to see that. Boy, I, I can keep that in my head pretty easily. And here, are the here, here are five of the steps, and later we'll share with you
0: that extra half step. Uh, yeah, Mark's getting so so uh, paranoid about having too many steps. Now he's not even calling him substeps. He's calling yeah them i i'm, I'm afraid to <laughs> hit the,
1: uh, the threshold of six really bothers
0: me <laughs> all right i'm sorry let's let's go okay rule
1: number one take notes number two ask for behaviors and details three explain the feed explain the feedback model four ask them to share it directly next time they probably won't but we'll ask them anyway and then step five, of course, actually deliver the feedback. And we'll talk about situations where you may choose not to. Um, but, but that is a, a step if you determine that, that it's val- valid information that you want to turn into feedback. Of course, the final step would be to deliver it to the person on your team. Okay, so let's go through the steps briefly. Step one, we're going to take notes. Um, when somebody comes into my office and says they, they want uh, uh, to talk about somebody on my team, I say, hey, look, um, I- I'm going to take notes. Um, I'm doing this because I want to make sure that I get it right, uh, that I'm being accurate in portraying whatever happened that you say happened in a way that's effective. Um, and, And I, you know, I'm just, it's really important to me. I appreciate this. I want to send you a message about this is not trivial stuff. Now, at the same time that I'm sending a message that this is important, Hopefully they're getting the message that this is important. Don't just slam my guy Don't just start slinging stuff about how you didn't like what he did or or he's got a bad attitude or whatever the case might be If if you're not careful if you say hey just shoot just tell me whatever uh, you increase the likelihood that they're just gonna toss stuff out and and You may end up having to do their dirty work when in fact in a meeting if one of your people acts out in some way if that person's running the meeting if this person who's sitting in the in the in the cube with me actually didn't run his meeting well or didn't you know then then he has a responsibility you can't solve that the problem that was created after the fact so at, taking notes slows them down and helps you help them get to the heart of the matter um it makes the conversation much more professional, in my opinion, as opposed to personal. And you've seen it, right, Mike? I mean, you've seen people that come to you and they they want to give you feedback, and there's there's a there's a overarching sense of professionalism. In fact, when it gets right down to it, they just don't like somebody who works for you, and they want to unload on them to you. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So so taking notes is a way of saying, this is not trivial. You know, we're not going to slam anybody here. Um and it's my experience that many folks, particularly particularly if we're talking about Joe is in my cube and Joe and Roland are peers. So in other words, Joe has come up, maybe Joe's a, a, a individual contributor and he's coming to me as a manager and Roland, who works for me, is also an individual contributor. Um, uh, when they come up a level to talk to me, um, knowing that I'm going to be giving feedback down to one of my directs. Um, I just think t s oftentimes that tends to create a, a little bit less professionalism uh, about the power that you have in terms of providing input to somebody, um, and so taking notes is a way of saying I'm going to do this right. We're going to this is going to be a professional conversation. It's not going to be a personal attack. Um, yeah, people sit
0: up and take notice when you do that. Well, and, and people ought to ought to be very clear in their mind that when they come to you and bring these things up that it's it's on the record it's not yeah oh good there's no there's no off, off the record conversation about somebody's performance
1: yeah in fact that's a very good you bring up a good point that i don't didn't even think to 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 address which is don't come to me and say hey i don't want you to say anything to him but i want to tell you what i don't like about bob you know what when that happens if somebody comes to you and says i i prefer you didn't say this to him i say you know what time out you know roland works for me And if you tell me something that as a manager, I believe it'll make me more effective to tell Roland, um, I'm not going to choose not to tell him. Now, if you're not comfortable with anonymity, in other words, you're afraid that Roland will know that you shared that with me, then I'm sorry, but I don't want to know. If you tell me and I believe it'll help Roland be more effective, I'm going to tell Roland because that's my job. And I'm not going to say that I didn't do my job because I'm protecting Joe's Anonymity, Not going to do it ever, period. Um, um, so we want to be cautious about that. And then taking notes makes a note that this is on the record. And if somebody says, well, gee, I'm not comfortable with that. If, if you're not comfortable with that, you ought not to be in somebody else's organization asking, you know, just talking in general about a third party. That's, in my opinion, that's unprofessional. Okay, so we're taking notes. Uh, what's inevitably going to happen? Step two is to ask for behaviors and details. And what's inevitably going to happen, Mike? I, I say inevitably, but probably ninety percent of the time, um, the person in your office, Joe. We're going to use Joe as an example. He 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 will describe Roland's emotions and his attitudes. Things like he's arrogant, or she's aloof, or I just don't like him. And and my personal favorite, he's got a bad attitude. <laughs> and and uh, you know, you know me now on on behavior and details. I, I you know I'm going to ask, what did they do? that made you draw this conclusion and to tell you the truth when you ask that and you've seen it happen mike when you actually say what do they do to make you draw this conclusion The people will actually fight you and say that's not a conclusion that's what i saw <laughs> well actually no you you didn't see attitude you saw behaviors which caused you
0: to draw a conclusion about attitude and people will look at you funny right oh when you ask them to do that they are, their eyes start crossing they roll back in their head and they <laughs> pass out from lack of oxygen yeah.
1: What are you nuts? Are you one of those uh, professional development people? What 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 is this? Um, yeah. So you ask, what did you see them do? What did you hear them say? How did they say it? And I, I can't stress how important it is because if you're going to make this feedback, it's got to be about behavior because what's the purpose of feedback? To encourage effective behavior. And that means you've got to talk about the person's behavior. You know, ask for specifics. If they say that the programmer, that, that Roland was late, ask if if your guy was given if roland was given everything he was needed it was needed or not or whether uh there was there could have been a reason for it um um and and the reason for this is that you want to make sure that they understand that you're taking this seriously in order to do a professional job giving feedback to somebody you've got to be sure that it's justified and that there's a level of detail that warrants doing what you're doing um Now, again, as I said before, to be fair, most people are terrible about talking about behavior. We actually do an exercise with uh, DISC behavioral profiles. I think you've seen it once, Mike, where we have a group observe a situation and then describe somebody's behaviors, and they cannot do it. They immediately draw conclusions. They use labels. They overgeneralize. And it may take as many as two or three times for an organization or group of people to see the behavior um, before they actually... Can talk about the behavior because we're just so good at drawing snap conclusions okay that's arrogance well no it's not arrogance it's an eye roll but you've got a label attached to that for this particular person and that's okay but i want to know what the behavior was because if i stop that behavior over time gradually you'll change your opinion of somebody so yeah. well
0: it's, yeah it's pretty hard to give feedback to somebody on opinions
1: yeah exactly you know oh just think about it imagine somebody saying can i use some feedback you have a bad attitude man you talk about defensive, you know, woof, that'll get you. Just try it, you know. I encourage somebody to try it and to, to write uh, in the discussion forums what the response is. Um, so you may have to probe. And again, this is powerful as, is to, as taking notes is um, because they will, um, they will gradually learn how to do it right by having to
0: respond to the professional questions you're asking. So, so real quick, for those who haven't listened to all the podcasts, right. behaviors are what? Oh, oh, oh! Be- behaviors are the words they
1: say, how they say them, their facial expressions, and their body language. Stuff you can see, stuff you can hear. Not what you think, what you can see, and what you can hear. Good. Okay. Good. Um, and, and that gets us to step three, which is explaining the feedback model. Um now, it's possible you don't actually have to do this. I find it's very helpful to explain it, to take a moment and say, hey, look, uh the reason why I'm asking is because I'm gonna give feedback to this person based on what you've told me, and I want you to understand how what the feedback model is and why it, it does why I'm going to use it. Um and I'm gonna give it to them word for word. I'm gonna say Uh, I'm going to say, look, if I tell somebody you're arrogant, they're not going to like that. And because the purpose of feedback is to encourage effective behavior, if they don't like what I tell them, they may shut down. And what's more, you're arrogant is not actionable. But saying when you roll your eyes and repeatedly interrupt other people in meetings, here's what happens. They think you're arrogant. People get that. Um, and, and again, it goes back to, I'm, if I'm going to use the feedback model and you're not willing to give me behaviors, I can't use the feedback model. And so I won't share what you tell me. Um, I, in other words, I'm not willing to pass along comments.
0: I am willing to give feedback because comments aren't always actionable. The the inability of the person giving you the feedback of course it's not feedback because we're not talking right about right, behaviors, right but 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 does the inability of that person to describe behaviors alleviate the the manager's responsibility to look further are, are there are there no actions or required of the manager
1: oh i don't i don't know action required actions mike what i would say is if you can't give me behavior but you continue to assert that somebody's arrogant you can say look i really appreciate this this is good for me to know." Um, and I'm not going to talk to him about it. And, and I really, I encourage you to come back again when you've got something more specific, but, but I'm just not going to tell some of my people that somebody thinks they're arrogant because I, I found in the long run in the big picture that most people don't handle that well. So my responsibility is to ask them to go back and get more information. And, And quite frankly, what I find is that most people will, will over respond to one meeting, um, they'll say, "Hey, look, I had a problem with this guy in this meeting." Well, okay, is, is it just this meeting? Yes. Well, let, let's remember he was up all night for the last 3 nights and so we're going to cut him some slack. So I may choose I may very well choose not to give the feedback even when it
0: is behavior. Um uh, right, but but but, but, but it might it might sensitize you to the fact if if the person if you've gotten a couple um pieces of feedback from folks that perceive Roland to be um aloof, for example. Right. You may and you don't get describable behaviors from those people, you may, in fact, just label that as another piece of data that when you do get a chance to observe Roland you might be looking for behaviors that could be interpreted as being a yeah I, I, i'm gonna and, be and, and only then would you be able to get feedback because only at that point do yeah. you have behavior you can talk yeah. about.
1: yeah and i think it's fair to say that i have all kinds of information coming at me from a thousand different directions every day some i use some i don't and, and i don't think there's anything wrong with you applying that kind of filter to this stuff but i will give another very important tip um if whether they give me behavioral feedback or not I do not have any responsibility, separate from the earlier argument that you made about is it organizational feedback, that's a different situation. I would look into that. But I don't think I have any responsibility to circle back with this person and tell him I had the conversation or to tell him I'm going to look into the situation. If Joe comes to me, I don't work for Joe and I don't have a responsibility to report back to him. Um, I'm not his personal feedback deliverer um, make make allowing him to maintain anonymity. Um, I'm not a detective. I don't owe him a response. I owe him better organizational performance. Um, if they ask for, Hey, you know, I, I, you know, did you do anything about that? If he sees you a week later, did you do anything about it? Well, I, I certainly, I took your information. It was very helpful. And, and, um, uh, so, you know, I said, look, this is feedback and I'll share it with, with, uh, Roland, um, I look forward to hearing that things have changed, but I might very well say no. Actually, I decided not to. I felt like now is not the right time, or you know, to tell you the truth, I don't feel I don't feel there's any obligation you shared with me. Thank you. Um, I, I'm not there yet where I feel like uh, I want to give them that feedback. So I don't I don't owe a response. I don't I don't feel like I have to look into it. Uh, I think there's an awful lot of what in the army we call "who shot John." which is let's go find out what actually happened. I don't, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to make an evaluation of what Joe tells me. Um, I'm going to choose to decide one way or the other, and then I'm going to act on that. Um, there are people who would argue with me. He says, well, no, I need, to, I need to go ask Roland what actually happened. I found that not to be effective. I, I'm absolutely comfortable with, ha- with Roland saying, hey, can I, you know, thanks for the feedback, can I tell you what actually happened? Sure, I'm happy to. And what I found over and over and over and over and over and over again is that um, Roland and Joe see it differently. (laughs) Duh. Surprise. Duh. And if every single time Joe comes to me with a problem and I I feel like my first thing is to go talk to Roland, Roland will give me a different scenario and I'm left with deciding yet again. And I've learned that if Joe's a customer in this case, internal or external, particularly if it's internal, um, I'm going to give the feedback. And then Roland may say, hey, this is what actually happened. I'll say, you know what, based on what you've told me, um, I'm good to go with that. Let's not action this. But I think it's important for us to know that Joe had an issue with it. Let's make sure that we're careful in the future. So I I just, you know, at some point you're going to have to decide. And if, if we always feel like we need to go ask Roland his opinion, um, I, what ends up happening is for those people who are poor performers who have developed very good organizational coping skills, they will have a scenario that will convince you not to give them feedback. At some point, you know, when, you know, what's the old green tail joke, Mike, when one person tells you you have a green tail, they're crazy. When two people tell you you have a green tail, it's a conspiracy. When seven people tell you you have a green tail, you turn around and look. Well, if, if I go to Roland seven times in a row saying, hey, tell me what happened here, kind of getting some feedback, the first thing Roland wants to know is, who, who the heck, did what did they say? Well, okay, but I really want to know what happened. And now they start describing it in a way that makes sense to them, that makes them look good. And then you've got to decide between two conflicting reports. And the fact is, you still have to decide. So, I'm sorry, it's a, I, I'm on my soapbox here, but um too many people tell me I, I i i would never do that i always have to validate what it is somebody said well sometimes there's just not enough data to validate you just have to make a choice and that's what you get paid to do as a manager is to make decisions okay so look so so i'm sorry I, I did i answer your question
0: yeah you did yeah thank you okay
1: um now something else too um tell joe that you expect him to pass along positive comments that you can turn into feedback as well um what I do is actually ask, you know, okay, hey, help me with this. What are things that are going, that are going well? I want to know that too. Um, because all too often when you get one piece of negative feedback, there's also 10 pieces of positive feedback you could be getting, but people don't see the positives because we manage by exception. We look for problems, and then when we find them, we act on them. It's not always effective, but that's the way we tend to be as managers. Um you know, you can say things like, um, you know, is he on time? Does he know the technical stuff? Is he responsive to emails? Does he treat others professionally? Um, and, and I would ask whatever I could, leaning toward those things that my, that Roland does well, because I'm looking for positives. I am not looking to create the old sandwich technique. Um, and there are people who will assume that's what I'm doing, that, that Joe will say, oh, so you're going to sandwich this. But Good point, bad point, good point. No, Joe, I'm not. I'm going to give him some feedback. But, it, but I'm also going to give them positive feedback when I can because I don't want this to be an indication that everything's going wrong and this is the one thing you're choosing to tell me about. So I want some perspective on how it is Roland's doing.
0: And why not um, take advantage of the opportunity? If somebody's coming up to you and wants to give you feedback about the performance or behavior of one of your individuals, and why not take the opportunity to, to gather more information about what yeah. they're doing? Um, and that's, yeah. that includes positive items. There you go. Exactly right. Okay, so w- what about step four? Ask them to give feedback directly. What's, what's that all about?
1: Yeah, you know, I, there are some times where I, I may choose not to have this step. So, so I, I want to be subtle here. But, but uh, if Joe comes to me about Roland, I'm going to remind Ro- Joe every time, a- almost every time. If Joe's really out there, I may choose not to because I don't want Joe talking to Roland. But, I, but I'm going to remind Joe that I'm an extra step. And and to say, I prefer in the future that you go ahead and talk directly to anybody on my team. So step four is asking them to give the feedback directly, um, and I think that's uh, uh, again it just reduces that third party me um, in the feedback. There are times when I wouldn't do step four, um, but if I feel like the opportunity is right, I want I want it in my in my five step or my five and a half step process because I want to think about it every single time and make a choice can I trust this person to do this in a way that's professional and remind them and so always have ready the possibility of reminding them that, that um, uh, they can do this directly. And, and that saves a step and it reduces the chances for, for um, failure to communicate by, you know, reduces the, the, the noise involved in a particular conversation.
0: Yeah, I think there's um, a lot of people who may have grown up, managers, et cetera, that have grown up in a more command and control environment um like the army for example where we came from yeah at one point where they may perceive that you would not want them to give direct feedback so right exactly yeah come to me only for
1: you know all feedback from my team comes through me is that what you're saying yeah i think there. Yeah. actually
0: i think there are a lot of managers out there who absolutely believe that that don't ever give feedback to my folks directly always come through me um and yeah. that that grows out of a i think a outdated uh management model frankly
1: yeah, it, it really, you know, your point is dead on. It is the command and control model, which is, in fact, a function of the structure. And we're in a new structure now, a flatter structure, more fl- fast, more flexible, and less clear about authority. And so, yeah, that would be a holdover from an old structure. And uh, it's ineffective, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I agree. So here's yeah. your opportunity to remind people that it's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: it's absolutely okay
0: yes and you and you i think the only thing you you might want to ask them to do is um would you would you would you want them to come back to you and let you let you know uh what kind of feedback they gave them you know it's
1: funny i i, I um my first thought is no
0: um
1: because i i'm gonna hear it from roland anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah um now that, that's based partially on my my style as a manager which is my folks I don't, I don't have a problem. If, if I have somebody working for me who I've tried my best for six or nine months to communicate with them and they continue to not communicate, we're going to find a way to part ways uh, because communication is a core responsibility of everybody on the team. He may not like me, but that doesn't mean that he's not still responsible for communicating with me. But you know, 99.9% of the time, people are going to come to me, hey, by the way, Joe, stop by and gave me some feedback. And remember, my, my team sees this as – breathing not holding their breath so i am be like hey okay did it go okay yeah he told me i need to do better and some people don't like me on the team so i'm going to work on that okay let me know if you need help good and then so again this is step five very simple obviously you give the feedback i if i've gotten the data i need and i've turned it into actionable stuff i actually turn around and give role in the feedback um and and i think there are two big sort of profound ramifications about the five steps we just gone through First, it reduces unactionable information from being delivered to your team. And I, as I said just a minute ago, that is dist- so often can be destructive to morale. Okay? If you're at a senior level, you may be willing to share some more vague stuff. But, it, but at most levels, manager, director, senior director, senior, you know, executive director, I think you ought to be really focused on actionableness, if that's a word. I'm sure it's not. And the second thing is it sends a powerful message to everybody else about how professional you and your team are and how seriously you take performance um, and feedback and communication for that matter. And it, we don't have to have a 15, 30-minute, 45-minute meeting. You could sit down in my office and say, hey, Mark, I, I, I got some information for you. Hey, great, let me take some notes real quick. So you're saying this, you're saying that. Okay, let me ask some questions about this. And it only takes five minutes. Um, but, it, but it sends a very different message than, oh, sure, just tell me whatever it is. And, you know, you, you don't get to do a drive-by on my people. <laughs> That's not the way it works. Right. Um, okay. so okay that, that's the five steps let's let's uh, mention step five and a half. Um, it works very well. This was a very good step for those of your directs who are well adjusted and are comfortable in in terms of the interdepartmental issues that come up in the in the the flatter organizations we talked about at the top of the show. Suggest Roland circle back with the person who delivered the feedback and say thanks. Hey, I got the feedback. Mark shared it with me. I really appreciate you coming. Of course, you're always welcome to come to me with it, but I really appreciate that you took time to share it. Um, uh, It's not always necessary that they do this, and it won't work with everybody, but when it will, when you think there's an opportunity for someone saying thank you, um, it's worth it. It washes away the negativity of the moment that caused
0: the feedback, if it was negative feedback, obviously, and it refocuses the relationship in the right direction. Yeah, and it makes it in, so, much more likely that the individual will give uh, Roland, in this case, direct feedback in the future. Which yeah,
1: exactly. And I'm trying to get out the of a loop.
0: Um, you know,
1: the more feedback that happens in organizations, if it's done professionally, the better. That's good. So that's it. Five and a half steps: take notes, ask for behaviors, explain the model, ask them to do it directly next time, uh, and deliver the feedback, and five and a half is ask ask Roland to go back and say thanks. Great. Sounds simple. Yeah, and, and, and we're going to do a cast in the future on organizational feedback. If, if Horseman delivers something to Ozan's organization and Ozan comes and says, hey, you guys aren't doing what you're supposed to do, that's feedback for me, and I've got a, I have got owe him some organizational
0: response to that, but that's a whole different cast. Right. All righty. Thank you, sir. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Well, that's it, folks. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions or comments, be sure to visit us on the website or join in the discussion forums at www.manager-tools.com slash forums if you want the forums. In addition, feel free to send us an email at show at manager-tools.com. So, until next week, so long.